Welcome to season two of Driving La Carrera. I'm your host, Jeff Mason. Each episode on the podcast, we share stories from our own rally racing adventures, and we interview rally teams who are racing around the world. Part personal journal and part how-to guide, we make this show for everyone who loves a great adventure. Today's guest on the podcast is no other than my brother, Chris, the driver to my co-driver, the left to my right, the yin to my yang. Chris, how are you today? Hey, you know, I'm great. Uh, Apart from the fact that here in Venice, we've been a little uh, wet, to (laughs) say the least, for the past week. Uh, that we're looking at another uh, pretty significant aqua alta tomorrow. So ask me in a few days. Mm, yeah, you guys are dealing with a lot. Uh, so it is uh, early November, and we are just back from the 2019 Carrera. And uh, as a lot of listeners to the podcast know, uh, my brother and I do not live in the same place. He lives in Venice, Italy, and I live in uh, Denver, Colorado. So um, <clears throat> we are talking across the wires today. And of course, in Venice uh, right now, they are having some tremendous high tides and flooding, which is uh, uh, kind of a big deal right now. So yeah, I never really thought about it. I mean, there's a, a significant altitude distance between our two homes, despite <laughs> that's right. You live at sea level, <laughs> literally, <laughs> sometimes well, below. Below. <laughs> <laughs> and I live, I live at uh, fifty-two hundred and eighty feet, so yeah, almost a mile, a mile up. You're a mile, you're a mile high, and then some several many thousands of miles. Not yeah. Really. Okay, so this is actually a special episode, and I'm going to call this the rally recap. And we did this episode last year. And uh, so maybe this is going to become uh, a, a tradition. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it the second annual rally recap, where you and I, driver and co-driver, uh, sit down and just talk through um, what the hell happened uh, in, in our race. But 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 before we do that, a lot. <laughs> no 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 no. Before we do that, I've got a little. I've got a little fun thing uh, called. Uh, lightning fill in the blank. This is something they do on NPR. I'm going to borrow this. So I'm going to read some sentences and w- with a blank in it, and you are going to fill in the blank. You got it? Make sense? Okay. So I should close my eyes. <laughs> no, you don't have to close your eyes. We're on radio, man. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to read a sentence. It's going to have a blank Word, I'm going to say there's a word missing, and you're going to fill in that blank word. All right? You ready? And if you, if you get all these, I'm going to keep score. If you get all of these right, um, you're going to win a prize. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Lightning fill in the blank. Here we go. A crash in the blank stage almost ended our rally. Qualifying. All right. Ding. All right. Good one. If you are going to race a vintage Volvo in Mexico, make sure your spare parts kit includes a blank box. Steering box. (laughs) Correct. It is rumored that ladies love Oro de Oaxaca blank. Gold. Oh, uh, mezcal. Ah, there you go. You saved it. You can't trust the blank gauge. Fuel gauge. (laughs) 
correct. All right. Drive. How much money do you spend on it? (laughs) (laughs) Drive fast and don't get blank is your best rally advice. Drive fast and don't get blank. Oh, I'm stumped on this one. Drive fast and don't crash. Drive fast and don't get past. Don't <laughs> and lost. Uh, don't get lost. Drive fast. Don't get lost. Oh, drive fast and don't get lost. All right, all right. So you're you're doing great. You've got uh, you got four oh, out good. of four out of five so far. Two more to go. All right, come on. All right, here we go. go. <clears throat> Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. If the electrical system in your rally car fails, just blank wire it. Just hotwire it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Just hotwire that thing. All right, final one. You're, you're, you're five for seven so far. You got last one. Bring it home. Get the win. Uh, when my navigator gets us lost, it's no problem because I blank him. Because I trust him. Uh, the judges. I'm gonna go to the judges. That's pretty. That's a pretty good answer. Come on. Yeah, judges say that that that's that's an acceptable answer. We were looking uh, for we were looking for love, because I love him. Uh, <laughs> hey, you did great. You got six out of seven in our uh, lightning uh, fill in the bike. But the lost, but the lost, the lost thing. That was a co-pilot. That was a navigator question. That's not a. <laughs> No, yeah, what, what, it's about what you do when, you, when you're driving. Drivers uh, driver don't know anything. Drivers drive the car. Right? That's right. We don't, we don't, we're not supposed to know where we are. We're spo- well, what we're supposed to know is that we're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and you're supposed to know what's, what's coming next. That helps. Okay, so being the rally recap episode... Um, Let's let's have a, a, a little recap. But before we get like down to the details and all the stories of individual stuff, let's kind of talk about the bigger, um, the big picture of this year's rally. Um, and for those who have listened to the podcast before, you will know that we raced in 2018. It was our first Carrera Panamericana, and uh, we finished. <laughs> Which was, which was actually our goal, and 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 was an accomplishment. But this year we had a different goal. So, uh, what what was our goal for for this year, Chris? Our goal was to place this year in our class. Right, right, and because the the Carrera is a is a rally of classes, like like most rallies are. There's different classes of cars, and so we're really only competing against the cars in our class. We can't compete against. Uh, the V6s and V8s. Um, there, is an over, there is an overall standing um, yeah. that has some meaning, uh, but we haven't given it any meaning to our race. Yet. Right, right. Uh, 2020 will be different. So this year in 2019, we finished third in our class in Historic A+, and, um, and finished on the podium in Durango. How did that feel? Uh, finishing the podium in Durango, well, actually, how did that feel? Felt wonderful. Felt great. The moment that was super fantastic was when we were given the little white piece of paper that said, your car is going to be inspected at the end 
of the day. So for people who don't know that process, walk us, walk, walk, uh, walk us through what that means and how that works. Okay. Um, at the end of the Carrera, the top four cars in each class are subject to a post-race scrutineering, mm -hmm. which means that once you go over the finishing arch and come into the winner's circle and park, a piece of tape is put over, uh, you know, goes from the hood to the fender. Mm -hmm. And that piece of tape cannot be broken by anyone but the scrutineers. Yeah. Um, and so this is to ensure that the car is legal. So well, what are they? What are they? What are they so looking the at? Is, so the car is weighed, uh, tire widths and diameters are taken, um, and in with concerns to the the larger cars, our class they don't do it, but with the larger cars, um, they pump the engines to make sure that the displacement doesn't exceed the displacement um, prescribed by the regulations. Right. So right. in our case, let's say if they pumped our engine, we have to, we're, we're legally not allowed to have more than a two liter engine. Yeah. So 2000, 2000 cc's, if they pump it and you have 2010 cc's, well, you know, you're disqualified. Yeah. And, so they, and do the, they do the top four cars in case one car is disqualified, which does happen. And it's interesting for, I think, for people who don't know how rallies function, um, they'd say, well, how are you going to have a different engine than the engine you started with, <laughs> right? If it was good at the beginning, good at the end. Well, rally teams, uh, we carry spare parts. And for uh, you know, competitive teams, we also carry spare engines. So there are definitely... Uh, teams who are doing complete swaps of their engine uh, during the rally. Now, typically, you're going to do that because you've got a mechanical problem with that engine. Like, we wouldn't swap our engine, um, even though we have a spare, unless we were having a problem. But in theory, someone could have, like, a, a, an engine, second engine that had more displacement, and they would put that one in after uh, the first stage and race with that, with that slight illegal advantage and then swap it back. Um, but of course that would be a lot of work and that's really not it's, the spirit of the event. And, and I, I, I don't know, there's no way to know if that actually happens. I, I don't, it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I don't think it happens. And, and technically, and technically, um, at least from the, from the rules, um, you are allowed to swap an engine, but to do so before swapping the engine, you have to inform the clerk of the course before it's, I think it's 15 minutes or a half an hour after the end of the day. So the last, mm -hmm. at the end of the starting, uh, the finishing arch, um, you can't just, Oh, I'm going to change my engine. Right. Right. Um, now you could, and nobody would, could be none the wiser, but if your competition or someone says, Hey, they swapped an engine out last night to the, clerk of the course the clerk of the course could say you didn't inform me about that you're you're disqualified for the day stage yeah yeah or for the race right yeah those are all the park for may rules right the rules that govern right. when you can work yeah. on the car and what you can do and and when you can't so um anyway so all right so 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 for you that that 
moment that that is etched in your mind as sort of that pinnacle moment was getting that white piece of paper that said, hey, your car is going to be inspected. And that means we've we've finished in the top uh, four spots. That finished, we finished in the top four spot. But knowing what the the overall uh, places were starting day seven, for me, that meant we had accomplished our goal and we placed third. We didn't go. We didn't. We didn't play second, which we could have. Yeah. You know, I could have fought better, Howard, if the driver just kept the dang car. Running <laughs> we could talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. But we well, will talk about we, that. we need to. Yeah. You know, but uh, so that's really what it meant to me. It meant that all you know, a year's worth of preparation and work, um, and various sacrifices came to fruition. We did. Right. And for you. Uh, pulling into the winner's circle. So we go over the arch. We've made it. We know that we're, we're we know that we're, um, going to be on the podium and then we pull the car around. They put all those top finishing cars in, uh, in a special area right in front of the stage across from the, the arch where you're finishing. And then it was just pandemonium. It was like, just, you just a crush of people, fans and the, band is playing it's everything's loud but it, that like that whole circus there that for me was super fun and it that was, was that was great yeah we were we were it was slightly you know delirious yeah yeah it really it really was and it was just you were bouncing around you didn't know where to go you know people everywhere you're signing stuff people, you know we've got pictures out you know people are taking pictures yeah and tim yeah. guarding guarding the piece of tape that's right so 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 nobody would just inadvertently uh break that uh scrutineer's tape yeah so that moment that was for me kind of the culminating moment there in in durango um and uh i love the pictures from uh from that whole time it's uh definitely a uh more i think your face it has a face, <laughs> look of relief, uh, a little, and and mine is. Uh, a, a, there's some moments of real joy in in those photos uh, for both of us. But um, yeah, no, definitely yeah. for me, it was it was relief. Oh, there was a lot of smiles there. It was really, it was a. It's an emotional moment. <clears throat> so let's you know, so, so so let's roll back and let's. So if that was the moment of relief. Uh, why why was it let's talk about because this this year had some new challenges for us and i i would say in some ways a more difficult race all right fair enough uh we got down to oaxaca we were having a good time we were uh, we had uh the addition of the media team which was great so julian and fair um in those early days we were all still trying to get our footing getting the media team up and running. What does that mean? What are we doing? How are we going to plan it? And then this year, for the first time, we had sponsors. And yeah. there we had obligations to sponsors. We had committed to certain things, but we really hadn't dealt with how we were going to deal with those things before we got to the Carrera, before we got to Oaxaca. Yeah. I think that that pulled our focus from preparing ourselves, spending time in the car, doing stuff together in the car. Um, we had a, a very well-prepared 
car that was significantly faster than it was in 2018. And it caught both of us out. Mm -hmm. It really caught both of us out because we didn't know. We really didn't know. And what happened, you know, what happened uh, on, on, on qualifying is I found myself driving a car that was significantly faster because we were going that much faster and you were rusty on calling. You were getting a little bit behind in the calling. I set up the car improperly and we went off the road. Bummer. Bummer. You know? <laughs> man, man, that was a bummer moment. <laughs> that was that was that was definitely that was the bummer moment of the entire you know day zero i had given everybody the advice all the newbies i'd walked around specifically and said hey look this is day zero it, it's qualifying it means absolutely nothing take it easy don't go wild feel out your car feel out the roads it's a slippery road Yada, yada, yada. Did I take my own advice? No. No, the you didn't. Redness came over, and I saw that VW up in front of me, and I thought, I'm going to get that sucker. And next thing I knew, we're off we the got road. ourselves. Yeah. And that was, and that was, that was super <clears throat> rough. Because for, if you don't know out there, our race just about ended there. Yeah, because after that crash, we were able to get the car out of the out of the ditch. So we crashed into the side of the hill. And, you know, not again, not as you said, not a lot of visible damage uh, to the car. You know, fenders a little bent, bumpers bent. But we get that get the car out of there. We get up the road uh, and, you know, then we can kind of assess what's going on. And uh, then the stage finishes and uh, we're able, and the course is opened again to traffic, so we're able to actually just drive back down the course, the opposite direction, uh, straight into Oaxaca. That was the shortest way back to service. You know, the car was able to be driven, but clearly, clearly damaged, but uh, we were able to drive the car back. So I think, you know, one of the things I think is interesting about uh, motorsport you have to be able to reflect on on these things, and um, self reflection is is a key part of performance. And uh, you know, you can't do it in the moment. You have to wait until time has passed. But looking back, I think you're absolutely right. Our our um, our pre uh, rally days, those those first few days where we're scrutineering and all of that, we had a lot more things that we were dealing with uh, this year. And I think we hadn't really figured out how much we didn't anticipate how much time they would take. And we did not prioritize our time in the car to go off and and practice together and get up to speed. And I think uh, every, the whole the qualifying crash, I think it comes right out of that that um, those choices right out of that lack of 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 preparation in Oaxaca on stage, getting ready, getting the car, and... And, uh, and, and I, simply drive... Simply, we, we, I drove faster than our skill set at that moment was able to handle. Right. right. You know, without go overanalyzing it too much, whatever. I found myself coming into a left-hand... Coming into a left-hand turn on the left-hand side of the road. Yeah. Played it, played it simple. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's, it's, you know, that's it's right. really difficult. Um, and I know that my I have a tendency 
in general, to stay towards the middle of the road. It's just, it's a habit. Um, it's not a good one. And every now and then you get caught out. Right. We definitely got caught out at that one. Yeah. So again, I think that's that's self-reflection. So, so um, recovering from that crash is a whole story of its own. But you know, we needed a part. We were with a lot of a lot of work. We were able to find the part we needed, a steering box. We were able to drive the car as a as a tourist, but we weren't able to race the car. So we needed a new steering box. A new steering box in Mexico was like was looking for the needle in the haystack. We found the needle. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we found did. the needle. Yeah. We found the needle within with within the space of three hours. And then within the space of 15 hours, that steering box was in Oaxaca at 4.30 in the morning. And we were on the starting line at 7.30. And that was great. Yeah. So after we were able to recover, uh, get the car repaired, then the next day we, we start the race. We start day one, you know, almost it's like hitting a reset button for us. And, um, and I think it took us a couple of days to really get our mojo. But, um, from that point forward, well, actually day one was a little stressful too. Um, right, day one, day one was long. Uh, we were a little slow, obviously a little sheepish over, you know, a little tentative driving up the same road. Um, I certainly was tentative. Jeffrey was a little rusty with you were rusty with your with your calling. You were frustrated with that. And then our gas, our fuel gauge went when we're on the start of a, a speed stage. And I look at you and say, we've got no gas. Yeah. You know, I go through the electrical system as much as I can. You know, I don't have an electrical tester to figure out what's working, what's not. And we can't really figure it out. Uh, but the f fuel gauge somehow or other bounces back. You know, to make a long story short, we get, you know, maybe five kilometers past. We're in the middle of nowhere in the mountains and the car dies. Yeah. So essentially the, the electrical dies. system fails. Battery's not getting recharged. We didn't realize that until, you know, at some point we started to understand that the electrical system of the car, every every gauge was was sequentially shutting down and, yeah, we, and were we were running. Shutting down. Yeah. And then eventually the battery has no more no more charge because it's not getting recharged by the alternator and you know the car stops working because hey it's an electronic ignition <laughs> and the fuel pumps run out of electricity so when you don't have any electricity nothing works <laughs> so all right so we'll cut to the chase so we get so by by hook or by crook we we finish uh stage one we get to veracruz and uh i mean did, stage one did include the hot wiring the car yes yes so <laughs> so even though we did get another battery, we, we you know, uh, we end up hot wiring the car because the, the, the electrical system is continuing to fail and blah, blah, blah but, and, and which the whole hot wiring of the car is a whole nother thing. But uh, it, <laughs> you do what you do. I mean, also, that's another thing I, I you know, it, you can say that, oh, these difficulties that we had, but in in rallying um, and lots of people will will know this, um, you know, you just. There's no question of giving up, right? You just okay. That's the problem we've got. How do we fix that problem? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna fight through this until we either fix it or can't fix it, and then the next decision comes. And and uh, 
even you though get to that, you got to get to that control on got to get to that control. Right. And, and so there's just no question. So you fight, you fight through and you just do what you've got to do, whether it's, uh, you know, eliciting the help of a, a local uh, woman in a GMC Jimmy to drive you down the hill and get a battery, whether it's getting some, some local kids to help you push the car to jumpstart it, whether, you know, whatever it is, you're going to do, you're going to do what you have to do to keep, to keep racing. And whatever uh, it is that you do, you're doing it in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's no, hey, how are we going to do this? Yeah, there's you no. moving. You are moving faster than you can actually move. There's no time. There's no time to dawdle, which is, uh, I, you know, it's kind of, it's part of the excitement of rallying. And, sure, and when you get. It's part of the buzz. When you get through it and, uh, you know, you faced all those problems and still got through, uh, it, it, it's a good feeling. So we did actually. When we get to Veracruz, uh, to the finishing arch, uh, we had no time to spare there because of our electrical system issues. We uh, we were really having to push to make our time uh, yeah, cut I off. Don't remember, I don't remember how tight we were, but I do remember how good the beer tasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was true. So we get to Veracruz, and day one is behind us. Um, so then next morning we're out early, and we're back racing, stage three. Stage two, and we're heading. That's uh, we're heading up to Mexico City, and I think that's where, you know, we from, turned we turned it on. Yeah, that's that that stage is where the rally really we, you know, we didn't have any mechanical stuff to deal with. We didn't have any extra stressors. We were just able to race the car, and I think for the next, what we started, we started, we started to focus. Yeah, well, it was the first moment where we really had an opportunity to focus on the task at hand. Yeah, uh, you know, Mexico. The drive into Mexico City. You know, the day into Mexico City was a was a drama free day. I mean, it really was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we started to find find some speed on the stages, and uh, and that just kind of let. Uh, I mean, everything got simpler. I guess is what yeah. it what it really we is. We definitely found pace. Yeah, we um, definitely found pace. And so that's sort of day. I think day two, three, four. Um, Mm, day five, you know, we're, we're no, day four, day four. We were, we ran really well. Yeah. Day four, we ran really well. We placed third. That was our first. We podiumed that day, day four. And then day five, we win that day. Day five was, a, there were some challenging moments, but I think we'll skip the challenging moments for, maybe we should just do a challenging moments podcast. <laughs> we certainly have enough. <laughs> we all, so we get done with all the speed stages, and we had run really well, and we were feeling really good. Um, but the end was a very short transit into uh, Guanajuato. Guanajuato, yeah. yeah. Guanajuato. Uh, the city of tunnels. And we're trying to get to the finishing arch, right? Because you have to get to the finishing arch, because you have to hand in your time card on time. And at a certain point, we finally get out, in, out of the tunnel, out in the light, and... The navigator leaps out of the VW and starts running. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, follow, get out, yeah. follow. follow her, you know? And so Jeff's like, go, yeah, sure, Boop. So, I mean, all of this happens in less than 20 seconds, maybe. And so, boom. So, in the time that it takes him to get out of the car, the VW goes, and so now, I'm in town, traffic's everywhere, I have no navigator, 
no, I have no idea where I'm going, except for <laughs> the center of town somewhere. So, make a long story short, eventually, you know, I navigate the town, I figure out somehow or other I managed to get back around through the tunnels and it, it to, to a place where I had already been, so at least I knew I was back on route and I could get back to where I had left Jeffrey. I was like, but I decided to stop dead in the middle of one of these tunnels. I said, I'm not going anywhere until I ask somebody where I'm going. And so I found this very nice young man on a motorcycle. Once again, a, a, you know, a human being, a friendly soul in Mexico, willing to help. Had not, he was just taking his girlfriend home. He didn't need to stop and help me, but he did. He knew exactly where the cars were going. And he said, you know what? Follow me. And so... I follow this guy on a motorcycle all the way through, and he gets me back up and over. And next thing you know, I'm in a little piazza, and there's Jeffrey, and then there's the media team, and everything's good. So, uh, <laughs> well, this Carrera was definitely filled with moments of the outreach of the Mexican population. And I'd like to, you know, a huge shout out um, to. To Mexico, to the people of Mexico, who, in my opinion, in my experience, are absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So that was day five, and we were riding. We were riding high. We were feeling good, and then we got day six. Yeah, but well, let's and... not leave that because day five was the first day that we we won that stage, and we well, last yeah, we, we, in 2018 we, we had uh, we had. Uh, placed third on the same day, the same day, day five, we had placed third in 2018. And then um, this year we took third on day four and, but we won day five. And that was, that was a big, that was a big deal for us. We went through, that was the day we ran uh, the famous Milcumbres and um, we actually do that stage twice that day and we won that stage both times and yeah. uh that was a i mean that was a real um statement of our capabilities and uh, i think for us one of our challenges to is to bring that level of performance you know in into the earlier stages of the rally so day six is a kind of a pivotal day for us uh, i think um you know we had this we had a rough start with day one, we're qualifying into day one, rough start. And then we build from there to this pinnacle of day five. <clears throat> we get to day six and and we really want to just keep building towards towards the finish. Uh, but day six has a little gotcha for us. Um, well, and... we ran really well. We ran really well. You look at the stage times, we ran really well in the morning. We were right in the, yeah. we were right in the thick of it. You know, we were, a after the morning, we were basically, you know, second. Um, on the day, which was fine. Um, but we got into La Congoja. Well, before La Congoja, we had that super long transit, which we flubbed mm -hmm. um, in, a, in a big way. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, that's another story in and of itself. But it was a complicated transit. It was a long transit. Uh, the time to execute the transit was really short. There was a lot of traffic. Anyway, so the day six had a couple of the, that had this, these transits that really uh, were really tiring. And um, yeah, I think we we arrived at the afternoon speed stages pretty pretty worn out and harried. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was you definitely. Figure, you know, we started. We were at the start by 
6 o'clock in the morning. All right. The race started at 7. The first speed stage was straight up 6 kilometers of switchbacks in the fog where you couldn't see. Yeah. I mean, not fog like kind of, hey, look, it's kind of funky fog. No. Yeah, no. you couldn't see stage, 50 meters. No, you couldn't see 50 meters. You couldn't see a car length. Mm -hmm. Right? And you just couldn't see. So that was really intense. And we did really well on that. I yeah, think. we did. Um, but that's kind of neither here nor there. The other aspect that caught us out on that day was food. By the time we got to the end of the, the long transits, uh, to the last speed stage before service, it was already 2.30 in the afternoon. And that's long when you're sitting there eating, you know, power bars and uh, beef jerky, beef jerky. It's just not real food. Yeah. Anyway, so we went up to La Congoja. The um, road department had done us all a favor by patching all the potholes the day before. Uh, so the, by the time we got on the road, um, we were doing really well. Um, taking, you know, we weren't, we weren't uh, dicking around and we were flying up the hill and um, I did the same thing. We, you know, we crashed. Um, I, I went. I left three, <laughs> left three. It was a left three. I came out of, the, I came out of the right. I was too far to the left. I didn't get the car over to the right and I was too hot and there was not enough uh, braking distance. The one thing that I did learn from the previous off was to straighten the wheels. Yeah. So instead of going into the culvert with the steering wheel turned all the way to the left, um, I had the wherewithal to straighten the straighten the the wheels, and we went straight. So fortunately, you now we got it out of the culvert. Um, didn't get hit by anybody else. And got to the end. Got to the end of the speed stage, and that was. And it was service like, right after that. Right, so, right, which right, was right, great. Exactly. Which was, if you're gonna crash, crash right before service because that gives you the best chance of being able to continue. <laughs> but the car didn't feel poorly, so yeah, you know, that was. Yeah. You know, but we got to we got to uh, the control at the end of the speed stage, and there Victor Perez was there, and he's looking at me. He says, "Okay, now before you start." After service, you're going to have to duct tape that thing in. It's like, okay, what thing? Yeah. <laughs> so the headlights so, hanging out, right? We, yeah, we couldn't we, see that because yeah, we never got out of the car. Fortunately there, um, the car was not uh, severely damaged like the, the off before. Um, we could still race it. Um, we chose a conservative path. Down the hill, we didn't push too hard. There were only two speed stages left. Uh, La Congoja going down again, and then La Bufa. Mm -hmm. And we were definitely not going to run La Bufa too, too hard. The road was, the road was slick. Yeah. Um, the, the end of the story there was uh, we bent the bolt, the end of the bolt that uh, ties the lower control arm to the cross member of the frame of the car. Not having bent the cross member itself, 
but actually where the bolt goes through. So the concern was that we already had a bent bolt, and it, uh, but if we cut it off and tried to put something that was straight through it, it wouldn't go through it. Yeah. At which meant I did. We didn't have an extra control arm. Uh, not control arm. We didn't have an extra cross member. So the decision was made there to be the conservative decision was to not attempt to fix it, uh, straighten out the alignment so that we could drive the car the next day. Um, and we, and, you know, look at the pictures. Uh, we were we were pretty happy about all of that at the end of the day. You know, we weren't we weren't moaning and groaning. You know, we were we were we survived. We were on the road. We were doing well. So at the end of day six, we're anticipating that we you know we have a solid hold on third, um, and uh, and so that made the implications of the crash. You know, um, there was less consequences for for that, and we knew then that we could essentially. Essentially, I think where we were that night was. We've got a solid, we're far enough ahead on fourth place that we can hold on to third. Yeah. Um, and there's no possibility of, of obtaining second. So we made the conservative choice. Now, day seven, which is a monster of a day, starts early in the morning with a 200 and some odd kilometer uh, transit. It's still in the dark. You know, we basically pull into this parking lot and there's thousands of people there. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, okay, very cool. And that's when um, Carlos, over the WhatsApp, sent the unofficial results for day six, uh, accumulated through through day six, which put us in second place. Mm -hmm. Which put us in second place, but put us in second place by a lot, thirteen minutes, something like that. And that's where we made our final decision to, you know, we said either the results are incorrect and the VW is not in fourth place, but really actually in second place, or we just need to drive conservatively enough to get home and keep our place. And I think that was a real test for you and I. It was emotionally, it was, it was definitely difficult. Not racing on day seven was difficult. Yeah, so day seven uh, is a very difficult day. It is the longest day of the rally. It, uh, the total kilometers of that day are 730. So it is, it is, that, that is a long way to drive even as a tourist. And um, so we know that, we know that we, we, we believe we're in third, but we know we can't lose that place as long as we can complete all of our stages. And um, it's, a, it's an assumption, right? Right. I mean, so um, so I, I, you know, and this is the thing about about rally, and and anybody who watches, you know, World Rally will will know. Sometimes the, the you have to take a conservative decision to to finish because your car isn't capable of racing, and our car wasn't capable. Uh, with with the damage, it was drivable, but not not raceable. And uh, and the best way for us 
to to complete the day, which is what we needed to do, was to you know back off on the speed and not compete and uh, just focus on finishing our stages um, and and uh, get to the end in Durango. That was it. And I I think yeah, it was a mature. We used it. We used it as training. Remember? That yeah. Was like, okay. What can we do with this? Let's pretend. Let's train. Sure. So that day includes you know mega stages like you know. Espinazo de del, del Diablo and, you know, places where we would really want to compete and uh, stages that we were looking forward to. But we just we just couldn't. And, and uh, so so we didn't. But oddly, and again, as we look back on it, you know, you and I both finished that day as elated as we were in, in Durango at the end of that day. And we already talked about you know, your peak moment, getting the inspection notice, my peak moment, sort of being there in the winning winner's circle. Um, we both felt at the end of that, and it, you know, it hit us later on. We both felt this little bit of melancholy about that finishing the 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 carrera um, without competing on that last day, without racing that last day, but really just driving that. And uh, it took me a little while to get to get over that feeling. And I know, I think it did for you because we've, we've talked yeah, no, about this. It's very, very difficult. I mean, and you look at, you know, I, I mean, I think you could, I wrote, uh, if you go to VRS's <laughs> and see Kent's bit, I wrote, I think I wrote a very succinct piece about it. Um, the, the, the part that was difficult was we were thrilled that we had accomplished our goal. The part that was very difficult for me was that had I not made the mistake on day six, we had a legitimate um, possibility, um, if not a very high probability, of placing second. Yeah. And having thrown that away, uh, it, you know, it's a part of racing. I yeah. crashed, and that's what happens. And we were th we were thrilled to to have kept. Uh, a third place. You got to be in it to win it. Uh, but you know, I'd, I'd be I'd be lying if I said that doesn't stick in my craw a little bit. Had I just kept it on the road, had I not pushed on that particular speed stage, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps we would have been second place. Yeah, you know, we could have been. We could have been in, instead of three minutes. In the end, we were only three minutes ahead on day seven. And given the speed stages that were there, it would have been difficult to stay to not lose three minutes to the Volkswagen. We would have really had to, mm -hmm. uh, we really would have had to have pushed, but you know, we were ahead of them on day six and we probably would have been another three minutes ahead of them, you know, so we would have had six minutes. So, you know, but it's all, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda kind of stuff. Um, but it was difficult. It was definitely, uh, we finished on a high, but the high was a little tainted by the mistakes that we had made. Yeah. Over, <laughs> over the, and uh, that's a It's racing. Yeah. And that's where I, I, uh, I look back on, um, all the racers that I follow, whether it's world rally or formula one. And, you know, we're so used to seeing them face adversity and crash out and all these things. And we see it all the time. And yet, uh, you know, we and we understand that that's just part of the sport. But when, but when you do it, when it happens to you, you, you know, I, I, you, re, yeah. it's different. When you, have to start, when you have to start from pit lane, 
<laughs> yeah, and and it's different to accept it for yourself. And ultimately, you know, it is crashing as part of racing. And if and if you're racing fast enough to win, you're racing fast enough to crash. And that's that's just right. the bottom line. And if you can't accept that, then you know, either race slower or don't race at all. And uh, so a lot of lessons. And I think ultimately, I think 2019 for us, we achieved our goal, but we made some mistakes that uh, prevented us from from reaching higher than we did. And um, that just, you know, we're just going to take those. I know for myself, I'm just going to take those, uh, learn from them. And uh, when we go back, um, we'll go back to win it. And, you know, we'll, we'll remember those mistakes and, and use that experience to, uh, well, to help us what, race clean. What came out of, out of, well, there were a lot of things that came out of 2019. But one of the important things that came out of 2019 for me is that we can win our class. Right. We are we are capable. We are good enough. We can do it. Yeah. We really can do it. Now, we had well, the car that won this year was a BMW, very well prepared, with a professional uh, co-driver navigator who won the Carrera. Um, last year in, in a Studebaker, um, Chris Cornell and Enrique Meze, a young, a promising, an 18-year-old promising uh, Mexican driver um, who does both rally and, and formula. So, you know, we kept pace with them. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's encouraging. You know, just two yokels from Joycey. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. So um, before we before we wrap up or as we wrap up, I want to make sure that we, we give uh, – Thanks to some really important people. Number one, uh, Vintage Racing Services out of Stratford, Connecticut. Our uh, our crew uh, on the Carrera. Um, Tim Ritchie. James. James Woo-hoo. Kelly. James Kelly. And, of course, our our, our Mexican heart, uh, Alberto Fuente. Um, and so great, big thanks to them. And also, <clears throat> big thanks to everybody back at the Vintage Racing Services shop in Stratford who um, worked to prepare the car for us. Thanks, um, Chris. Yep. Uh, and then uh, we've talked a little bit about the media team, Mr. Petrolhead, uh, Julian Castillo, Faircum, uh, our cameraman, and, uh, and, and Yari, and Yari our, our uh, excellent second photographer so thanks to them and then of course also uh this year our our sponsors so uh imperatriz de mezcal uh a oaxacan mezcal producer um making organic mezcal <clears throat> there in in oaxaca delicious delicious mezcal uh yeah, ancho it's, it's really good ancho reyes uh from uh puebla mexico making a, a delicious beautiful chili uh liqueur uh, a little spice in your life. <laughs> it, it will. Uh, Autos La Recta, uh, excellent um, auto dealership in Puebla, Mexico, dealing uh, with uh, exotic cars. Um, and and uh, I think they brought a few Ferraris down one day. It was uh, terrific. Uh, energy Jelly, which are um, uh, energy gummies for athletes to help keep help them uh, perform at their peak, and uh, also uh, Solak, 
uh, auto rentals out of Puebla, which furnished, uh, provided a car for our media team. Um, and the media team has their own Carrera stories. But those guys, we raced 3,000 kilometers. They drove 5,000 kilometers. So they had a, they had uh, um, a whole nother Carrera of their own. And, but thanks thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks, uh, everybody. For for helping us um, uh, this year, and we look forward to uh, working together in the future. Um, it takes a village <laughs> to raise the Carrera, and, it really uh, does. and uh, those our sponsors and our crew uh, are um, essential parts of that. Um, <clears throat> last person to thank, uh, Chris, is you. Thanks again for being uh, my driver. Uh, oh, it's it's <clears throat> it's great to sit uh, on the right side of the car uh, with you, and I think I think uh, we had a good time, and we learned a lot, and uh, I can't wait uh, to get back to the Carrera, um, and also I can't wait for all the stuff. We got a lot of big stuff going on this year. I uh, can't wait to uh, to share that with everybody. We got a lot of fun things going on. So thanks well, to the you. Feel, the feel, the feelings mutual. I wouldn't do this with anyone else. As Julian was talking about, the, the, the level of trust that's required um, is not insignificant. And I can't think of anybody that uh, I trust and love more than you. So, well, my wife, I got to put that in there, but she won't get in the car. <laughs> I don't think she'd be so calm after a crash. No, she wouldn't be calm at all, period. <laughs> you were absolutely, you were, yeah, but you were great. You know, you were great. As I said the other day to you, you know, you did not give me one. You didn't say a word. There was no disapproval. There was no you fucked up or, you know, what are you doing? You idiot. None of that. Um, after crashing, not once, but then twice. Um, it was just calm. What's with the car? Can we proceed? Let's go. So thank you very much for not climbing all over my back um, after a couple of very obvious mistakes that had very, very real um, consequences for our performance. Sure. You're welcome. Well, we, we, uh, we crash as a team. We win as a team. There's no other way to do it. So um, That's true. Yeah. Okay. That's what teams are about. Cool. So I think that, that brings us to the conclusion of the rally recap. And... Um, we will uh, look forward to the next episode of the Driving La Carrera podcast. Lots more stories to tell about uh, about racing La Carrera, this wonderful Mexican uh, rally. And uh, we will see you all down the road. 